Welcome back to the Simplest Complex Podcast. I'm your host, Soaring Hummingbird. And welcome back to the Kingdom of Paradise, audience. Um, Before we can enter, I have to ask the three Trinity questions. Am I free? Am I open? Am I ready to talk about us instead of we and I? And the answer is yes to all three. I am free. I am open. And I am ready to talk about us instead of we and I. Now, today, I'm going to be talking about some simple things. Let's talk about numbers. Why are we obsessed with numbers? You know, like the more and more I talk to people, some people say they see numbers everywhere. A lot of people say they see three. You know, and when you look up three... It's supposed to be your, like, angel number. You know, your angels are supposed to be talking to you. Now, I think we're just programmed to see three. I think we're just programmed to see numbers. I mean, everything is in binary. Um, In music, there's three, four. uh, Rhythm-wise, you know, if you dance bachata, it's one, two, three. Jump, one, two, three. Jump, you know? Um... So I think we're just programmed to see numbers. And it's like coding. You know, we're... I mean, kind of... When you think about it, it's kind of scary. It's kind of like like simulation almost, if you see the world in numbers. I wonder if that's how Elon Musk sees everything. Just everything in numbers and codes. And, you know, even in good storylines, you know, we love to see threes. You know, I mean, of course, the main story is always about a pair of something. You know, if it's a love story, it's an adventure. You know, the adventurer has a rival. The adventurer has a lover. You know, there, boom, three again. Um, I wonder why we're we're programmed like that. I mean, if you believe in God, you know, you believe in the Trinity. So maybe it starts from there. Maybe it all starts from God. Who knows? I mean, if that's what you believe. Or you could let's talk about the number four, you know? Even when you do the sign of the cross, you hit four points. You know, you hit the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. There's four right there. I mean, we're just programmed to see numbers. You know, I haven't done any research, so again, I don't know anything. I mean, I don't... <laughs> I could just be making this up. This is just my my point of view on it. You know, that's kind of interesting. And then you kind of see everything kind of derivative from, you know, the foundation numbers, one through nine. But the Mayans discovered zero. You know, they they declared the end of the world. You know, I don't know. That's just a little tangent. You know, so the foundation numbers are not one through nine, but really zero through nine. Everything is made up from those numbers. You know, and with a multiple of three, six, with two, two times three, six. So if you have two lovers and you want to have a trinity, you should have six characters in a story. You know, and that make the story interesting. Let's let's kind of. Uh-huh. 
So let's see in Parks and Rec, how many main characters are there? There's Ron. There's let's see, actually, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, there's Chris and another Chris, Donna. I forget everyone else's name. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I mean, there's eight. There's eight characters. Maybe we love it so much is because, you know, in in Buddhism, you follow the eightfolds path. There's numbers there, you know. You can just kind of make connections wherever you want to make connections, just like I did. I mean, this is probably has no actual basis of everything, of anything, but everything can be connected to a number. And if you see numbers everywhere, then you kind of notice things. Hmm. Even with musicians, when you count off, you're like, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. You know, you got that strong on one, two, three, four. And you just keep seeing these numbers and you kind of program your brain as a musician to kind of see everything as as numbers with rhythm. You know, that's why you use, when you play a musical instrument, you're actually using both sides of your brain. You know, you got two hemispheres in your brain. So there you go, another number, two. Just programmed to see numbers. Isn't that kind of interesting? I wonder what else I can find, number-wise, that I could kind of connect. Hmm. Hmm. Well, whenever you have an assistant manager, you always have an assistant, assistant manager. So there's two people in charge. You need two people in charge to make things happen. A main point that acts like the one. And then you have a second person that acts like a two. I mean, everything's kind of like a chessboard. There's, and even on a chessboard, every spot has a correlating number and a letter. But letters don't mean anything. Numbers are universal. Like one letter, it could be higher, like straight up hieroglyphics. Uh, one, like, yeah, it could be straight up hieroglyphics. I don't understand Russian. I don't understand the alphabet of Russian, but I know in the English language there's 26 letters. Hmm. I think I'm just making stuff up at this point, guys. I wonder how you guys think think this. I mean, probably someone's listening to this and is probably going to be like, what is this guy talking about? And to be honest, this makes sense to me. It might not make sense to anybody else. Like, for example, this is how I see numbers, especially if I see three. So I want a cup of coffee in the morning and I drink my coffee black. Okay. now for me, there's there's going to be my mug. So that's one. That's the main thing. That's the container. Two is the coffee itself. You know, that's the main, second main thing, the subsidence that kind of gives me energy. And then three, that's the sugar. You add a little sweetness. But do you see what I mean? If you want to see numbers, you can kind of see numbers anywhere in everything you do. One, two is kind of basic, but very strong. And it's kind of like the, 
for me, me at least saying three everywhere kind of gives tells me I have like three options always. Always have three choices to make. Going back to the cup of coffee kind of analogy, my first one is, my first choice is choosing the mug. What mug do I want today? Do I want one that has words on it, that's plain, that's see-through, that's ceramic? That's my first choice. My second choice is how I take my coffee. My my coffee itself. If it's going to be a bold roast, it's going to be a light roast. Is it going to be Ethiopian? Is it going to be Colombian? Is it going to be a French roast? I don't know. But that's my second choice. I choose the liquid. Right? And the third choice is not as important. Not as important as two. You know, the second thing, which is not as important as one, which is the mug. Because you need a container. Without a container, then what... What, what can you do? But the third option is the sweet. That's where it gets sweet. That's where you add a little sugar, you add a little honey. And I take this analogy of having three options to the common saying of like if you want to be an optimist or a pessimist. Is the glass half full or is it half empty? Now, this is where it gets sweet. When you realize you have three options, you can see it as both. Why does everyone say you have these two things? When you really have the third sweet option of that the glass is both half full and half empty. It's almost like the world has like programmed you to, you can only use one side of your brain. You know, your left or your right. You know, and I think that's probably why we have a two party, like why the two party system sucks. It's because it's not allowing the fact for the other side to exist when one side wins. You know, if you if you look at the glass as half empty, you're a pessimist. So you can never be an optimist. That's basically what the world's saying to you or. If you see it as half full, you're just fully optimistic. And when you feel sad, it's just you wonder, like, why do I feel sad? I don't know. But when you have that third option, you know, that you see the glass as being both half empty and half full, and you're both an optimist and a pessimist, then you become a realist. Well, there's just some days you're going to be sad. There's some days where your coffee is just going to be blech. It's going to be gross. You know, it's just going to be a normal cup of joe. It's not going to be a French roast. It's just, it's going to be gas station coffee. But don't get me wrong, some gas station coffee is awesome. And then, and some days it just won't, it just won't be sweet. But that's just how it is. That's how it goes, hummingbirds. You know? And if you've listened to my previous episodes, you know I talk about my mental health and me being bipolar. And that's a, uh, it's a difficult battle every day. 
when I experience manic episodes or some main, I wouldn't even call them episodes. I just kind of have mania all the time and I just allow my creativity to flow. But whenever I let that happen, I crash really hard. Like really, really hard. Where I just feel sad and I get in a funk. But this is where having this third option is nice and being realist is when I have that crash, when things do feel down, you know, I know it's not me. That I'm not actually sad, it's just a chemical imbalance. You know, that I'm in control of my emotions. Or at least I'm in control of understanding what my emotions are. And it's a powerful thing. Now, hummingbirds, I wonder if you guys, I wonder where you fall under the boat. And how you're buzzing around. Are you buzzing around the flowers? Are you around the roses and just getting pricked by the thorns? Because you want something pretty. I don't know. Kind of interesting thoughts. It's kind of crazy that we got here from numbers. But that's what happens if you see the world in numbers. Everything is kind of interconnected. And there's a lot of philosophies and religions that kind of talk on that point. Now, my belief is that we all came from one being, one spirit. I mean, there was... And we're just all the same. And we're just so interconnected in that each time we give birth to someone, you know, the the soul, the great soul or whatever of the pool of souls kind of splits off, if that makes sense. So again, this is like a, a division, again, going back to numbers. What if in the beginning, if there was a God, if there is a God out there, right? He's just one big thing of energy, just one. Again, remember one being the container and then being earth or whatnot. And then the Big Bang happened, right? And then that big thing of energy is just split into two. And it's split into more things. And then as people, we split off from this great energy. Because, I mean, going back to the science, mass can either be created or destroyed. It's just always existing and we're stardust. In astronomy... Uh, the, belie- the belief is and the, the founding is that we all are made out of stars. Isn't that interesting? So that kind of goes into the play of reincarnation that you, your soul has kind of existed and it's just never disappeared. And it's just playing catch up. Hmm. I don't know. This is a pretty interesting thought to have. Um, hmm. Well, this is a lot to take in, and I know that. So I'm just going to leave you with that, like a little short little episode. I'm just going to do little short episodes from now on, you know, talking a little bit about the philosophies of life. And if you guys have any suggestions, please, please feel free to reach out, email, um, Follow us on Instagram, which is Simple as Complex 2. 
and just DM us. DM uh, me, Soaring Hummingbird, and become part of the Hummingbird Pack. Um, a little unfly and soar with your thoughts, at least. Tell me if you see things in numbers or if you hear silence. And I think that's what I'm going to talk about next week. Hearing silence. Or I could talk about it now. Because it means a pretty, pretty straightforward thing. You know, hearing silence. I've had a friend and I talked to him about it. That he hears silence. What does that even mean? Well, how he described it is... You would say one thing, and he knew exactly what you actually meant. So, if you're joking around, and you're like, and this is a pretty basic one, and this is pretty obvious. Like, (laughs) you must have mommy issues. You know, that person making fun of that person. In reality, the silence, that's what is the meaning behind those words. In reality, that person is actually projecting his insecurities as a joke onto another person. So in reality, him saying that you have mommy issues, um, that the other person really does have those mommy issues. It's really, it's, it's interesting. So really it's just intuition when he meant he hears silences, his intuition was really strong. But that's another thought process for another day. So I'll leave you guys, my little hummingbirds, to go out into the kingdom of paradise. And I'm signing off and I'm going to go soar on my own. Till next week, to the next episode. This was Soaring Hummingbird flying off and remember simple is complex and the complex is simple have a good week y'all